I don't know how much time I'll spend in, in it, but uh, I need to take you into a place of study this morning. And uh, I take you, first of all, we're going to take a look at the demonic realm. Now, you would say, gee whiz, why are we going there? Uh, I don't know, but I feel the Lord wants us to. And uh, first, He wanted to give us a big hug to know that you're secure in Him so that you can face an enemy. Now, in the Bible, there are many analogies uh, used for the devil and his demonic force. Um, In this particular reference in Peter, it says this, Be alert, be of sober spirit. Different translations say, stay awake, be alert, because your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, lion seeking someone to devour, whom he may devour. All right, so that doesn't sound very friendly. Uh, it doesn't sound nice, and it doesn't small, sound small. Uh, there is a real enemy of our souls. He is so bent on destroying us, even though we are saved, he still tries to condemn us and sling accusations against us as much as he can to irritate and distract us and get us in our flesh so that we don't operate in the Spirit. Because if we operate in the Spirit, we do damage against the demonic realm. And so he wants to keep us bothered, if you will. And he roars at us and makes noise. There's different places in Scripture where he's called that old serpent, that snake. He's called the dragon. He's called a lion. And there's another portion of Scripture where he's called Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Uh, Pastor Ron and I were having this discussion on Friday, praying for... uh, consider uh, that we need to step up our prayer time for our sister Jody McLean in Mexico, who's under great spiritual warfare and attack. And I pulled out a study I had done on the demonic realm in relation to flies. And I got so caught up in this, it t- it's ended up here today. Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies. What a stinky name and thing that is. Flies are just disgusting, aren't they? And I think of the beauty of all of God's creation, and flies are just blech. And uh, so we need to be aware of the Lord of the flies. And uh, so this demonic Beelzebub is uh, no good. And uh, so as we look at him in the analogy of flies, I'm not saying flies are demons, I'm using an analogy, okay? So... But let's first of all just compare and contrast. We look at flies. Number one, they're airborne. They move around. Have you ever tried to catch flies, right? Unless they've been in your house for months, then they start moving very slow. But they're fast. You try and catch them and they're moving around. They're airborne. They're hard to get at. It says this in Ephesians, You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. There is power in the air. We're earthbound, but they can move in the realm of the second heavens. They move in the air. Now, they're not omnipresent. They can't be everywhere at once. They can only be at one place at once. But they have that ability to move and go in the air and in the air waves. Now, have you ever considered what is sound? What is sound? Vibrations in the air. All right? What makes one language distinct from another? 
really nothing in the air. It's, it's what syllables we've put to the meaning of those words, but it's still just all vibrations, isn't it? If I speak to you in Chinese, there's vibrations going to you. If I speak to you in English, there's vibrations going to you. The difference is that the meter and tempo and sound of those vibrations, which give us a clue as to what language you learned the different syllables for that language, but there's still vibrations in the air. This demonic realm works in the air. He works in the air waves. He brings lies and traffics lies. We hear all sorts of disgusting stuff. He wants to put his, his demonic tones into the realm of the earth. He wants demonic music to sound 24-7. He wants demonic words and cursing and lies to fill the air, to permeate our atmosphere. What do you think happens when the people of God begin to worship and speak the name of Jesus Christ? Come on, I want you to begin to see the realms that we're operating in. We're so earthbound, we're not seeing the spirit realm. While the enemy is getting people to curse and blaspheme every day into the atmosphere, making sure that the music and the movies and the TV and the airwaves are permeated with the pollution of the demonic, he doesn't want the people of God to praise. He doesn't want the people of God to exalt the name of Jesus. But when we begin to speak out the name of the Lord, when we begin to sing praises to his name, it begins to cleanse and purify the atmosphere around us and tear down strongholds. When the people of God begin to pray and cry out to God, it pierces through the heavenlies and swats those flies and clears them away to the glory of God. Amen? They're airborne and they operate in that realm of moving about. Next, they breed in unclean places. I put a clip art there for you, not to get too graphic. They move in the refuse, the dung, the depravity of sin. That's where flies go. Did you know that flies are the most unclean animal on planet Earth? House flies are the most dangerous animal on the Earth due to the fact that they visit waste often and often carrying diseases and they transmit more diseases than any other animal. What about in the spirit realm, those unclean spirits? Unclean spirits. There's nothing good about them. They, they, They want to bring filth. What's happened to our country? And again, back to the airways and back to the environment that we're living in. There's a demonic realm that just wants to pollute and pollute and pollute the sanctuary of God. And most of all, they want to pollute you, the temple of God. It is their desire to begin to lay eggs and pollute the soul of every human being so that they will not be clean before God. And so we fall to our flesh, but the Spirit of God comes to to cleanse us and purify us. They hang around. Look at what Jesus said, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. How many of you remember that as he steps onto the shore uh, uh, of the gardens? The man comes out of the graveyard. The spirits drove him to where there was death. 
That's what unclean spirits do. They are so unclean, but they recognize the presence of God, and they fell down and said, what are you doing here? Do not send us to the pit before our time. But I focus on that definition of the demonic realm. They are unclean spirits. And so there is a pursuit in our lives for the enemy to bring us into a place where we would desire the unclean things instead of the clean things. Even, the, the, even this morning, the Lord spoke to us and said, there's areas of your lives that I, I need to open up. And, and I would imagine if he opened them up, a few flies would fly out. You know, folks, there's a big debate. Can, can Christians be possessed by demons? And the word possessed is wrong because our possession is of the Lord. We were purchased and bought by Jesus Christ our Lord. He possesses us and owns us, but you can be oppressed by the enemy. And that oppression can even allow the oppression of demonic thoughts and lies into your life and soul. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have said you don't need to renew your mind. We need to renew our mind, and there are demonic strongholds in our minds. Because there's unclean thoughts and unclean things that we've put in us that we've not let go of and not released and allowed the Lord to cleanse. Uh, Let me give you a case in point. When Isaiah, a prophet of God, appeared into the very presence of the throne room of God, the first thing he said to me is, I'm unclean. I have an unclean mouth. Wait a minute. He's a prophet. Prophets use their mouths. They're oracles of God. He spoke the words of God, but yet he understood that in his own mouth would speak doubt and would speak curse. And he said, my lips are unclean. Brothers, I would submit to you that I believe the average Christian has unclean spirits in their mind and heart in areas. Not possessed, but oppressed. I use this picture because we see it so often about children and orphan overseas. But let me ask you this question. In our eyes, we see and we look at unclean things. With our mouths, we speak unclean things. And if these demonics are in the power of the air and can move in the realm of simple vibration, can they also not simply be thought? Principles and ideas of a demonic realm? Do you see what I'm saying? And I confess to you this morning before you, I've got nothing to hide. I am a man of unclean lips. And I'm a man of unclean eyes. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not fool ourselves. There's realms in me that, God, please forgive me. I have unclean thoughts. I have unclean things that I perceive and think of in my heart. Now, I'm not saying they're all demons, but they're unclean. Maybe there's some things rooted in me. I'll talk about me for you, okay? Maybe there's rooted in me, deep in me, some unclean thoughts that are bound and oppressed by a demonic spirit that I would just want to open up further and further to the Lord. Look at brothers and sisters. Again, let's not fool ourselves. When you get closer and closer into the holy presence of God, you begin to recognize how unholy you are. 
for a man to stand or a woman to stand in front of you and say, I am so pure and holy, I, I would understand they've not spent much time in the presence of the Lord. Now, I understand I'm sanctified and I'm made righteous by the blood of Jesus. I am his righteous son and I'm pure. But what I do understand is he's got a continuing work in me to cleanse me. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. And so we have to guard our hearts against these things. They're buzzing around. They want to work on you and me. They want to get you unclean. They want you to think impure thoughts and say impure things. They want you to criticize your neighbor. We have such critical spirits. And and I'm, I'm not saying this to rebuke us. I'm saying this because I believe that there's a change in the weather coming spiritually. There's a change where God wants his people purified and anointed to where the flies won't even come near us because we're not going to smell of flesh anymore. We're going to smell of the Spirit of God. And God is telling us to clean up. And the enemy wants to pollute us. He wants to come against us. Now, what he does in trying to do that is he carries diseases. And he wants to carry these diseases into our lives. These unclean things. And as he carries these diseases and unclean things Uh, i'm reminded of the stories with jesus woman you are set free from your infirmity satan has bound you for 18 long years he prayed for a woman's healing and he healed her on the sabbath and the pharisees were upset that he healed her on the sabbath and he said this woman was bound her infirmities her sickness was caused by the demonic disease or or opportunity the enemy had to bring and bear uh, this sickness on her. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment on. We need to have a healthy balance. Yes, there are physical maladies that are simply physical sicknesses and illnesses because of germs and the breakdown of our body. But there are also, there is also the realm of the demonic who can plague and disease. And we need to be aware of what the enemy's trying to do to cripple us. Do you know that most doctors and most counselors say that most of a sickness is brought on from stress and anxiety that breaks our bodies down? If we would have the peace of the Lord and shoo off those flies of fear and anxiety and distress, we might be a healthier people. You see, it's a chain event, and the enemy knows that. Cause such fear and anxiety to overeat to overindulge, to self-medicate in any form possible because we're being so oppressed by anxiety and fear and then our health begins to deteriorate. You see the chain reaction. We've got to be aware there is an enemy of our souls. Every now and then you need to come to church to recognize that there's a devil and a host of demons fighting against us. Now what do they do? They fly into open wounds. I could tell you a lot of sick stories. I won't go there too far. But you've got to be careful of flies in hospitals. How many of you know that? My wife has told me some very interesting stories when she used to work in a hospital about different flies that would go into open wounds. And uh, what they do when they go into open wounds is they lay their eggs. It's pretty sick, isn't it? But in the spirit realm, how many of you know the same thing's happening? The Lord even spoke to us this morning about open wounds, about areas of our lives that we've closed off from Him, but they're open to the enemy. 
Why do I say that? Because the Lord said, if it's not of me, it's of the enemy. And you have hurts. We have areas of our lives that are broken and wounded by trauma. The devil wants to bring trauma into your life as early as he can because he can then set the bend of the tree and your growth if he can traumatize you as early as possible. Let me, let me take a poll real quick here so that we're in a discussion together. Uh, between, let's say, 18 and under, who experienced some level of trauma, sexual trauma, abuse, hurt, anything? Lift your hands up high. Uh, maybe tragic death, something. Lift them up. I want people to see. All right. This can affect. You can see that there's a lot of people here this morning. That kind of thing can cause trauma and begin to cause wounds. Wounds don't even have to be a particular trauma. They can be words that are spoken over you over and over again, just causing damage to your emotional well-being and your psyche. Words that do damage to your identity. And the demonic realm wants to infest those wounds and bring sickness. I don't know how often when I'm preaching, I have to preach, and the Lord Jesus wants to speak words of edification, comfort, and exhortation because most of us have been so beaten down, worn down, and we think we have such a bad understanding of who we are. We're worthless, we're stupid, we're ugly, we're this, and those are open wounds. And Jesus comes to say, you're my bride. You're the apple of my eye. You're the most precious. He wants to medicate your woundedness, your broken heart. Heal it and mend it together so that you won't allow those demonic lies to continue to feed into your open wounds. Parents, speak blessing over your children. Speak blessing. Speak wholeness unto them. Speak of their beauty. Speak of their joy. Speak of them being well and doing good. Who wouldn't have benefited in their life from more of that when you were growing up? Amen? Oh, we've got to swat these flies away. We've got to get them away. And so they target open wounds and they try to infest it. Another way they try to get into us is they spoil our food. You pack a... How many of you have done this, especially in Michigan? You pack a nice little picnic lunch, you go someplace near the water, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, what's happening? Stinking flies. I hate them. Buzzing around your food, right? And they start biting you. Black flies. Don't you hate that? Spoils everything. How many of you have ever been to a restaurant, and there's one fly in the restaurant, and he wants your dinner? There's, there's 30 tables here, and this one fly keeps coming after my food. Nothing worse than a fly in a restaurant, right? They try to spoil our food. Now, I showed you a picture a little while ago of where flies like to congregate. And so once they've congregated there, they come back. The demonic host desires to do one thing, accuse you, and cause you to fall to your flesh. And they hang around in hell and they hang around with other demons, and they come by us to destroy us, to, to cause us to not praise and worship the living God. Mark said this, when they hear Satan, immediately he comes and takes away the word that is sown to them. Jesus was telling the parable of the sower and the seeds. And he said, and when it's cast out, the birds of the air come and steal it. And he said, that was Satan. And so these flies try to pollute the word of God. 
They'll be buzzing around your head this morning trying to steal what I've been teaching you this morning, trying to distract you from this with the other distractions of life. Nothing worse than having a fly, the filthiest animal, you filthy animal, in my soup. I had an experience once. My wife and I went to a a celebration, and uh, we were at a hall, and uh, they served this really nice dinner, and it was really good. It was the middle of winter. Uh, so there's no flies around. So, uh, and we're sitting there eating, and I take a drink of my Coke, and I notice something in my mouth. I pull it out, and I go, it's a fly, and I let go, and it flies away! (laughs) All we could think of, it was frozen in the ice, and when it melted in my glass, in my mouth, it came alive! My night was ruined. We went home, and I mouthwashed and gargled for hours. But you see, we're not that aware spiritually of the enemy trying to pollute our word of God constantly. You know how many cults and how many false teachers there are and how many wrong doctrines and wrong words that are trying to steal the joy of the Lord and the understanding of the true uh, uh, honey of his word in our mouths and our understanding? Uh, Brothers and sisters, let's watch. The enemy, Jesus is telling us, the enemy is trying to steal and rob from you and kill and destroy. And he does it in subtle ways. There are frontal attacks like a roaring lion, but there are other times where he's just trying to light on something and pollute it in just some small different ways. You know, you get off one degree, and as you keep going, you get further and further off. We've got to be careful. The enemy's out there. Here's another thing he loves to do. Flies love to distract us. I could tell you right now, if there was a fly in this sanctuary buzzing around, half of you would be watching him. You would. And of course, what would he be doing? Dive bombing, just looking around who he could distract. Ever been distracted by someone, by a fly? You know, there's so many distractions in our lives. We think about what we could do for the Lord, but we're so distracted, aren't we? These pests, they're bad. We've got to learn to combat and fight the enemy. He distracts us. He he gets us to a place where we get sick of things. He makes us sick. He makes us distracted from the things of the Lord. There's such beauty all around us, and we focus on the things that are ugly. Flies harass and bite us. Like I said, I I really, black flies get me because, boy, when they bite, it hurts. And so they want to rob the peace of God from you, and and they want to bite and torment and uh, cause you not to focus on the things of the Lord. So when we have difficulties, we have problems in life, and the distractions of this world come along. The enemy wants to bite us, so we get disappointed with God. The enemy loves to bite you to where you become disappointed with God. You get disappointed with where you're at. Uh, I was bike riding at Metro Beach with my daughter just the other day, and as we're sitting there looking at the water, enjoying conversation, ow, ow, we got started getting bit. We had to get back on the bikes. You can't stop. You have to keep moving because the black flies were biting us. 
And, and I was very disappointed in that time that we had together. It didn't linger or last because of these flies. How many of you get disappointed with God? You know what? You're praying in a certain way. You're looking for the Lord, and, and, the, and things are not working out, and you get a biting idea that God doesn't care. You get a biting uh, comment from someone else that your God is not to be found. You, you get confused that they're like these fly bites. They're irritating thoughts. They're irritating things that the enemy wants to make sure he begins to corrode your faith and cause problems for you. How many of you have ever tried to sleep when there's a fly around or a mosquito? You're laying on your pillow and you hear it coming. You know it's coming. Look, it just land. Even on my face. Just land. Buzzing in your ear. Distractions again. Buzzing in your ear. What about in your spiritual ear? Can you hear the Lord? Are you listening to him or are we so distracted by the buzzing of the enemy? What the enemy does is, and it drives you crazy because you're hearing that sound and you don't want to get bit and you want to fall asleep and this and that. It's fear and intimidation. Do you know that's all the enemy has against you? That's all he can do against a Christian is fear and intimidation. Cause you to fear. I mean, I've got the power of the living God living in me. If God's for me, who can be against me? Who can bring anything against me? Uh, accusation, and he's the accuser of the brethren, but I've got an advocate with the Father. Right? I mean, I know these scriptures, but he's bugging me. Fear and intimidation, the enemy wants you to be afraid of him. He wants you to be afraid of your future. He wants you to be afraid of what you're going to have to go through. He wants you to be intimidated by his power and the power of evil in the world. It's going to get worse. It's getting bad. Run for your lives. And that's what happened. We listen to that buzzing in the world. We listen to the news. I think there's more demon flies in the news than anything else. Why do they put the news at 11 o'clock? Right before you go to bed. It's nothing but flies going, you're going, turn it off. Where's my God? This world's going to hell. Jesus came to redeem this world. You see what I'm saying? The analogy of what this... Uh, 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 now, look at You've got to understand that there is an orchestrated effort by an enemy. He is prowling. Do you know what prowling means? Hunting. You ever watch hunters? You ever watch lions who hunt animals? Instinctively, they move... And watch National Geographic. I'm sure you'll see it. it. They move in patterns around the weaker ones. These they, they don't communicate. I mean, lionesses don't go, hey, you go to your left. I'm going to go to the right. Get down. Shh. Now, that's the animal world. What do you think the demonic realm who operates like army and army intelligence is going to do to try to infest and mess with you for fear and intimidation so that you will not live to the destiny that God has called you to? So he's buzzing and buzzing and buzzing to get you distracted and afraid. We can't do this. We don't have that. We can't do this. We're not going to be able to do it. 
But if we hear the voice of the Lord, that's why the enemy hates the gifts of the Spirit. Why do you think God gave us the gifts of the Spirit? So that we would have intelligence and the word of the Lord spoken unto us right now for the now moment. The Spirit of God would speak prophetically and the enemy hates that. He doesn't want you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. He doesn't want tongues and interpretation. He doesn't want prophecy, a word of revelation or a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. He doesn't want the church to operate in that. He doesn't want us to pray for the sick, lay hands on them. He doesn't want us to do any of that because it cuts through all the fear and intimidation. He doesn't want any of it. So what's he going to do? Like any fly, he's going to try and find the smallest opening in your house. If there's a hole in your screen, he'll find it. We don't like flies in our house. When we see a fly, it is everybody's duty and obligation to kill it. Kill it. No mercy. You don't talk to the fly. Hello, fly. Come with me. Let's go outside into the ocean. You kill it! No mercy. And once you've smacked it twice, you smack it ten more times. You're dead! Then you get a Kleenex and you remove him. Oh, if the people of God would be that ferocious to the demonic realm. We play with him. Put a little string on it, let it fly around. They're going to find openings. They're not our friends. We are being hunted by an enemy that wants to distract us, intimidate us, cause us to not walk in the fullness of what God has. We've got to understand this spiritually. Every now and then we've got to reorient ourselves back to the understanding that there, there is a war going on in the heavenlies. Oh, God help us. Now, I find it very interesting that another trait of these most unclean things is that flies always become active whenever there is a change in the weather patterns. Demons begin to move and show up in greater amounts when God is going to do something. When there is a move of God, guess what starts moving around? the enemy. Do you know how many cults were started at the same time as the great awakenings and revivals that have poured out in the United States? Why is that? Because the enemy moves to try to spoil when God moves. We must be aware. We're crying out and we're praying for a move of God. Then get ready to know that there's going to be a lot of buzzing going around, a lot of criticism back into the air. Isn't it interesting that Christians criticize Christians so much? We're so critical of each other. We're so on each other for everything. And it's that buzzing, it's that flying around. And so when something God is moving powerfully in our midst or in another place, the flies come. And they try to bring unclean thoughts and unclean ideas. And they try to spoil the food of the Word of God and the move of God. Oh man, the enemy is, is there. He wants to deceive us that he's bigger and stronger. He's a gnat! It says in the book of Colossians chapter 2 that he was stripped of all his authority and power by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That happened well over 2,000 years ago. 
We have power against this enemy. But he wants you to believe as he's buzzing by your ear, he's big. And that he can cause damage. It says in the book of Isaiah that when we see him chained in the pit, that all of mankind will look and say, and this is the one? This is the one that caused all this damage? Oh, and we will mourn that that, we allowed that stinking fly to destroy the things of God. It causes doubt, makes you question God's word. He wants to steal it. He wants to spoil it. And after you've heard the word of the Lord, he'll, a fly will buzz in that just sat on a pile of poop and land on the word of God. Sorry if I say poop in the word in the church. Paul does. I'm just being biblical. He said, everything that was in my past, I count as poop. We think we have dress it up when we say dung in the King James. <laughs> Let's get it right. Let's understand what happens. And how many times have you uh, been touched by the Lord and you've uh, experienced the presence of God and you got a good word and then someone in fellowship hour irritates you? <laughs> right? Or out in the parking lot. They just had a different face. Help me. Discouragement. Look at our problems. Look at the flies. Instead of the beautiful day, we're looking at flies. We're swatting them. We're bugged by them. We're, they're a diversion to us. They seem to defeat us in our uh, way, and they delay us. We put off the things. That's what the enemy does. It's all he can do. If you look at each one of these things, there's nothing he can do to your salvation. He can't do a thing to your salvation. But what he can do is get you distracted and off the destiny that God has for you to become inactive and powerless. Oh God, help us. But I like what John said. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? This is the attitude that we must have as believers. We must recognize that there is an enemy, but that enemy is just a nuisance and a distraction. You can spend all your time running after it, chasing after it. Kill it! Kill it! Kill it till it's dead! Get rid of it! Stop paying attention to it. Stop chasing it. Stop flying around it. Get rid of it. Kill it. That's the word of the Lord. And that's what God would have us do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. In all your ways, submit to Him. This is how you overcome the devil. That's the fly swatter that kills every stray thought, that kills every accusation and foul and unclean thing and every work that the enemy's trying to do and plant in you and persuade you away from. You trust in the Lord with all of your might. You don't lean on your understanding. You acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He'll make your path straight and all those flies will be swatted down. The demon's got to go. You see, if your inner life is right and walking with strength in the Lord, He's got nothing to touch and distract. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Very simple message today. There's an enemy, and he's trying to bring something unclean, trying to distract you. 
But if you would keep your mind on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, I pray right now, and I pray against every demonic distraction, every unclean spirit, O oh God. I pray against you, unclean spirit. I pray and speak the trust of the Lord, the cleansing of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Oh, Father God, bring the power, bring the anointing of a spirit of holiness. Be that strength in us that is greater than he that's in the world. Oh, Holy Spirit, be the swatter of those demonic flies and thoughts. Right now, come against those unclean things. Help us where we've been unclean. Help us to find your strength, O oh God. Oh, Father God, would you invite the